Everyone, please rise and put your hands together for the coming of the Duchess, Joe, Indianapolis, Quintessa, Bisquick the Third. Is this my coming out party? That was your coming out. What am I coming you. out of? Am I coming out of the closet? Am I coming out mm. of my car? Am I coming out? What am I coming out of? Who the, the bathroom? Fuck knows. You all painted up for crackhead, huh? <laughs> Halloween ain't till mañana. Just another Halloween. out what the purpose of a coming out party is i know the elite you know rich you know snubby people like come out so like a debutante ball what's the purpose of it is it just me or the rich people the trashiest white people on the earth yeah they are like when they say white trash all i keep thinking is rich people yeah yeah people with like the karen haircut and um douchey guys that wear oh, their their like tuxedo but with like the top three buttons unbuttoned in the shirt and the tie hanging across their shoulders and like their hair all gelled up that that kind of thing are those the type of people that attend a coming out party yes and drink champagne and stuff hello everybody and welcome to the show i am scott i'm joe and it, we're just another movie night, and this is talking trash. Talking trash. Talking trash, indeed. And uh, this is the show where we hit the bottom of the barrel, go to the depths, the the depths of the playing field of the worst of the worst, the movies that people think are the worst pieces of shit ever made, or so mediocre that they forgot they even existed. And that's why we're here today to ask the question: Is is this really a bad movie? And what is the worst movie ever made? Huh. And today, we're tackling April Fool's Day in our quest to watch remakes we've never seen of horror movies for the second annual Halloween. <laughs> okay, I need to call an ambulance. You're having some kind of an episode. <laughs> April Fool's Day 2008. Uh, directed yeah. by... The Butcher Brothers. Yeah. They did some movies. Uh, also, I would say that this movie has a 3.7 on IMDb. And after watching this movie, which we watched on Tubi with commercials, and I got to say right off the bat, I'm going to point this out. And by the way, it wouldn't be a podcast episode if I didn't say right off the bat. So right off the bat. Can I say right out of the gate? You can say whatever you want, baby. All right. I said it right out of the gate. It w I have to point this out right away. Tubi's commercials, for the first time in their lives, were the best part of the movie. <laughs> they really were. 
We got two excellent commercials during this piece of shit. It was a Pampers commercial that said, when, when there's an absolute explosion. No, it's like, <laughs> uh, when diarrhea hits and the kids' faces were like, and then they went, yeah, even for the biggest blowouts. The biggest blowouts. And I lost it laughing for a good 10 minutes. When poop happens. I was like, amen, whoever made this commercial. You know poop is coming, but you know you have nothing to fear. Pampers Swaddlers with new blowout barrier helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Well, you got some other good ones. And uh, I mean, isn't that really saying something when a Tubi commercial is like, thank God? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a breath of fresh air to hear about diarrhea blowouts <laughs> when you're watching a film such as this. Well, well, let's set. Oh, well, that already set the tone, but let's set it further. Uh, the original, April Fool's Day, from nineteen eighty what four eighty six. Oh, eighty six. Mm-hmm. Nineteen eighty six is one of your, one of your like weird cult movies that you really really enjoy, right? Yeah. So I I really love April Fool's Day from nineteen eighty six for so many reasons. It's got such a great eighties cast, such as Deborah Foreman. Um, who was in so many movies back then, just one of the guys and stuff. Um, and uh, Amy Steele, who is a, a horror queen. So there's it, it, it's just a, a great time. I love 1986's April Fool's Day. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's so, gripping with 80s. I mean, that's yeah. how I look at that film. Clayton Roner, who it, was also in... Yeah, it's full of those faces. Of it's Maybe you don't know their names. But it's those actors that you see their faces and instantly mm-hmm. know who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that perfectly captures that original April Fool's Day. Now, I enjoy that film. I don't enjoy it to the level that you do. I actually think it's a fun movie. It's a, it's one of those ones that when you get to the end, you're like, oh, come on. I mean, you know? it's so much fun. I was so excited when I got to meet Amy Steele at, a, at um, SpookyCon one year it was so fun she's like the nicest person and and she had a photo of the entire cast of of april fool's day and i was just like oh my god yes and then she actually wrote to joe ha 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 love amy Steele." were you able to get <laughs> and we also got her to sign her uh free versus jason poster yes, as well because she was in friday the 13th part two and yeah. that is actually my favorite friday the 13th movie i guess i should explain that i said freddy versus jason poster and the reason is oh well, that's a whole we could do a whole episode on talking about the poster well we'll have to show it we'll have to do a video you know what who cares let's just talk about this poster on this episode so <laughs> we have a poster of freddy versus jason that i had uh, specifically cut where the the freddy versus jason is cut off and the the cast of that movie is cut off it's a poster that's basically the shadow of freddie and jason coming out side by side the reason i wanted this poster is i thought it'd be really cool to bring it around and have the cast of both series sign each side as an actual versing so what i wanted to do was get freddie to sign it and get all of the jasons to sign it and then on the sides in a red tone which I wish was a little darker. It's a little faded now. But to, in a red marker to get all the victims to sign. And I thought that would be a really, really cool thing. And this has become, well, for a long time we did this. And it was always uh, the talk 
when we did this, it would always cause like a little controversy, a lot of questions. People were shocked. The marker I had people sign with was a marker that when you wrote, it kind of wrote white and then like it came through as blood like a red smear mm-hmm. it came like and, it went through clear and all the yeah. all the um actors were saying well they this the marker pen. doesn't work and then you said to them oh check again just wait two seconds <laughs> so sign it and then wait two seconds and it would come through red and they were like holy crap like everyone wanted it yeah, yeah i don't know why it was like awesome now in the long run i wish it was a little brighter but no you can still see it you and can still we know see it. it's kind of neat Exact those exact signatures on that that we're looking at right now, and Amy Steele is one of them. Even though she is a final girl, she survived. She, I mean, she did, didn't she? Yes, yeah, she did. She's not. She survived part two. So, um, but yeah, this this poster is pretty badass. But yeah, we we've met so many people and had them sign this poster, and uh, that's uh, cool. We did we have anybody else sign the April Fool's Day? Or was it just her? No, she. That was the same con, and she was there. But we never met anybody else from the movie. No, that's odd. Which is shocking because a lot of these actors in that movie are in other horror movies. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's shocking. But yeah. So anyway, um, April Fool's oh, okay. Day. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I want. I, I mean, I would love to talk about our poster for another twenty minutes. But um, yeah, let's talk about this turd. You know, poop is coming, but you know, you have nothing to fear. So, uh, yeah, we watched a movie. Okay. Yeah, and, and let's let's just... So I already wanted to set the tone. You liked the original movie a lot, and that's pretty much why we did this. You were off. You were standoffish about this. Well, I didn't want to see it because I love the original, and I knew that any 2008 remake with, you know, a bunch of who knows who's trying to recreate that in the same way, we just won't have the same feel. And um, it, I was yeah. right. I will say, though... Uh, the reason we're doing remakes is that that the never-ending question where people keep saying that, oh, God, there's so many remakes and they all suck. Well, I love a lot of remakes. Yeah, same. I actually have a list of remakes that I really enjoy. And there's a lot. People don't understand. A lot of movies are remakes. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't even realize that some movies are remakes. Yep. So we figured, let's start checking out some of these ones we wouldn't give a chance. Now, this is our second week of doing this, and I'm, look, the, I guess the my big thing is that, I kind of talked about this a little bit in the first episode of the month, but the possibility is there to have a remake be good, especially if you take a movie, and I think April Fool's Day is a kind of a perfect example for me. I know not for you. I love the concept. I do the love concept the concept. The concept can definitely be like, elevated. Yeah, it can be elevated, but, I mean, it's hard to capture that that magic that was 1986 <laughs> and i think you know you know what this could be done again and it, it there's things about it that definitely could be elevated or things that could a new idea could come about so i you know what i'm ready for it but unfortunately this movie is an example of why remakes aren't great this this movie is a straight to video type movie I think it is. There's though. a reason that I've seen this in the dollar bins, yeah, uh, in uh, the dollar stores and stuff like that. This never was in the movie theater. This was never released, and I, I think that's why the review is so low. I think only like four thousand people have rated it, so it actually has a lot more views than a lot of other movies we've watched. But still, uh, it has a three point seven. Mm-hmm. And now after watching, we get it. You know, we kind of understand why it's there. 
uh, to talk about this movie a little bit, uh, out of the gate, like you would say. Uh, hey, don't take mine. <laughs> I'm trying to change it up, but I'm having a hard time. Um, <laughs> right off the bat, the movie had us questioning, is this actually a remake? Because none of the characters' names are the same, although no. they're just as yuppie and asshole-ish. Okay, here's the thing. No, sir, you were wrong. This is where I'm going to argue. Okay, Their because... names are like Muffy hey. and Chad. Is it Chad or Chaz? Okay, it's Chaz. I knew okay. I, was, I was close. And yes, it is Muffy. And yeah, terrible. Kit. And, yeah. Yeah, okay. No Portia. No There's Alexa. There's no Portia in this anyway. And Uh-oh. Don't... Now you made our thing go off. Anyway, did, did she? Now we got a Desiree, a Blaine. That's a major appliance. It's not a name. Uh, so, yeah, we have those names. We got a Torrance. We got a Ryan. We got a Barbie. In this uh, new one you're talking about. In the new one. Yeah, in the original, what I was saying is they're just as yuppie, like named. A little bit. It's a more of a rich names. Like these rich kid names. I guess, but and not they, all they, of they, them they, are they, rich. They got that again. It's... You know what I'm saying. We got a Harvey. I mean, come on. They're not all rich. They're not all... Some of them are. Whatever. Are you talking about the original? Yes. Okay. You know what I'm getting at. I'm, okay, I'm, There's I get no, it. like, John. You know, there's no... They, they have to be insane. You know, they have to be, like, the next level names. Okay, I get the point. And so they did that again. Here we're following a party of rich socialite kids trust fund babies right yeah and they're going they're having a as you already said in the opening here a coming a coming out, out party. party for one of the one of their friends and and to me this is like watching this and like oh my god like coming out of what like you're you're entering society and you're rich and yeah. you're an elitist piece of shit and the movie like, wants to double down on that you know so every character is the biggest dick and douchebag on the earth they are to the extent that the movie is juggling the line of is this a serious film or is this a comedy right because i was in shock because when we first meet all these characters um we meet desiree who is the lead character she's taylor cole this girl's absolutely breathtaking she's beautiful she's a beautiful girl yeah she has this way of her though that she just it just comes off like a piece of shit just an automatic piece of shit. So I'm like, no matter how beautiful you are, you just you come off as just awful. You're awful. And she had that Karen haircut too, like with the poof in the back. And yeah, such a short haircut. And she does. It actually looks decent on her. It doesn't even bother me here. But I understand that some people cannot pull this off. Yeah, it's like she just was trying to look older than she actually is. I don't know why, but it just seemed like a thing. And then her brother in this movie is played by Josh Henderson, and his name is Blaine, but. It's the last name that just screams out the diarrhea of being like a debutante. What is it? Cartier. Oh, Cartier. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, oh, God, go enough. wipe your ass. I can't take it. Yeah, this movie's having a hard time figuring out if it's a comedy, though. And I will also say the music is not helping it any. <gasps> no. Because I've read that the music is taking from the original movie's score. And okay. it is changing it up. But what I hear in this movie 
is soap opera. Yes, I do not hear at all any music from my original movie. Um, so you should know better than I would. No, if any nothing. of it was catching. It it sounded like Days of Our Lives. This it music. Did. Yeah, I felt like this was Telemundo. I felt like any moment there was going to be like <laughs> Conando. 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 Si. Conando. I felt like that was coming at any moment, and. I, it's it's so hard to follow the film when you don't even know the tone that it's going for. Yeah, and a lot of the time I was kind of like looking at all these actors and trying to place where I if if I know them from anywhere. All we know I can one tell actor. you is Scott Scout Taylor Compton. She was in Halloween the uh, remix with Halloween, Rob Zombie, which I hate. Yeah, but um, she was in that. She she played the actress. There's an actress in this movie. Yeah, that's. The actress is playing an actress. Um, and then there's this other character. His name is Ryan. His name is Joe Egender. Egender? He is spitting image of Giovanni Ribisi. I couldn't stop looking at him. Yeah, I mean, if you told me he was related, I'd believe it. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, it's not. You actually thought it was him. Straight up. You're like, is this him? No, I was like being sarcastic. I knew it wasn't okay. him because he he's too old now for to be in this movie. Yes. But um this movie was actually in two thousand eight, so it was a while ago. But he he does look like Giovanni Rubisi. But like then everyone else is like I, I don't know any of these people. No. They could have just came out of like um, you know, what's that? Yeah, I'm just going to guess. That cribs, are, not Cribs. I was going to say it? CW shows. I was just going to go, oh, this guy probably was on Roswell. Oh, oh this guy was probably yeah. on... Uh, or, you know, no, the just real world. Tree, uh, One Tree Hill. Or, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just yeah. going to go... They could be walking out of those shows, and I wouldn't know. One of those CW shows, I would not for sure. Know. I had no idea. But I don't know any of these people. But um, all the girls in this in this movie were really pretty. Yeah. But like otherwise... Eh, eh. And, and to let it down even more, when you get the opening credits, you see the Butcher Brothers directed this, and you think, oh, we're going to get some cool gore, we're going to get some really cr- um, cr- like culty special effects. No. Nope. None of that. Nope. So I haven't seen anything else that these directors have done. They're very famous for their first movie, which is The Hamiltons, I believe. Is that the name of it? Yeah, The Hamiltons. I don't know what that is. I never saw it. Yeah, I think they made a sequel to it. Not much else. Uh, it kind of surprises me that you know their names are so catchy. You, when you think the Butcher Brothers, you uh, think you're going to get something special. It's just like you know when you're you're in a fraternity and you have like a bro, and you be like, "Hey, we're the Butcher Bros." Hey, the Butcher Bros. I mean, it's not like they're real brothers. They're, they're just you know, like Mario, Mario, and Luigi, like, Mario. Yeah, the Mario Brothers. Mario. Hey, but like, so he didn't uh, do nothing really that I would know, but. I went into this movie just like any other bad movie night piece of crap. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was expecting to have it not be at all like my original movie. And it wasn't at all. Like com- yeah. They completely changed the whole thing. So that's why I was asking you, is this really a remake? Because this is nothing at all. Like At least remakes try to follow the original story. Not at all. Not at all I here. think here is that question about what do you do when you remake something how do you change it what parts of it can you elevate they might have had an idea that worked in that element of remaking it to make what they kind of did it's unfortunate though that the movie is so dull it's really dull around that idea that it doesn't even matter because that idea doesn't really capture anything this movie doesn't start doing the movie that it's remaking 
Until maybe the last half an hour. Yeah, but even then, it's very sus. Yes. You know? Like oh, it's, it, it's, it's so... It's very, like, out of left field, and they're trying, but they're not trying. But, like... Yeah, it does. It, it has that feeling of a small attempt is being made. Yeah, so yeah. we're, I mean... So we're, 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 we started the movie, we're talking about this party, there's a, um, a coming out party, like you said, and we kind of get the characters a little bit. This is one of those funny things. There's only, like... I think six main characters at this table in this opening. Yeah. You got, uh, for some reason, there's one kid who wants to be a director or a filmmaker, but he he basically just filmed party. He films parties. Yeah, that's G- not Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah, not Giovanni Ribisi. And he is, uh, for some reason, at this table, invited to the table when he doesn't seem to be a rich kid at all. In fact, they're mocking his clothes. Then you got yeah. the sister and the brother who own the place that they're in. I guess their parents are gone. Yeah, they say it. They their parents died. And the son was put in charge of the trust. Yeah. Because so. the the daughter the sister couldn't be put in charge of it. And this is a gorgeous house with a huge staff. And to set the tone right off the bat, there's a cook who pretends like to cut his finger off and it's like an April Fool's Day joke. And that's like, oh, it's April Fool's Day jokes. They have to throw that. They have to throw this in here. And it's just because the son is making that guy do that, and it just real. They just really want to set off this idea that the kid, the brother, is a scumbag, socialite, rich kid who abuses women. Yes, and you could tell that this group of people is is. I'm going to say that group of people that it's, like they're rich assholes and they pretend to like each other and color, call yes. each other sweetie and, and, and honey and pretend to like each other. But really they just, they just want each other dead. Yeah, you know, like they're just terrible humans. You can't really tell anybody's relationship as being anything but fake. Yeah. Like everybody does not seem to like each other. And like I said, there's only like six of them. So the other two, the other three, I mean, there's a like a husband and wife. Now I don't know how old these people okay, now are. Okay, here's but... the thing. When okay, okay. So without giving anything away too early, we learn that these people are in their very early twenties. Yes, most of them are. Now, as far as this husband and wife, this guy's clearly running for a campaign. He's doing. He's going to be a, like he's a politician. This yeah. guy that's married. Um, it seems like the ages of these humans are all over the place. Yeah, it does not connect. And I feel like when you have like, I mean, not that I know too much about coming out parties because, you know, I, I, I'm i not a debutante. I'm, you know, just me. But I did have a sweet 16. And I was going to say. I oh. was like, woo, I'm like the star of the show. and But, you know, I wore jeans. I didn't wear like a <laughs> gown and stuff. But I, I think at coming out parties, you're like younger, I would think. You know, like, here's my, you know, snobby daughter Miffy, and she's wearing this, you know, gorgeous gown that's $10,000, and here she is, and put a crown on her head and all that crap. Yeah, and coming out of the party to me just means I have to leave my house. <laughs> you have to leave your bed. <laughs> I just uh, No video games, no movies, get outside. I mean... I have to come out? I What is the whole point? out party i don't get it it's a weird thing i mean i get the point i get the reasoning behind a sweet 16 and i get the reasoning behind a quinceanera and stuff like that because that's like tradition you know but 
a coming out party. Like, don't you have a coming out party when you turn 16? Oh, or we got per- I don't know if anybody know, can hear it. We got a perfect storm I know, going for this podcast storm. today. It's like thundering every time it's, I speak. I think it's a sign to tell me to stop speaking. No. But, um, like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't get the coming out party. I swear I have to do some research into what the hell this means for rich people. But this just means, hey, you're another one of the uh, socialites. You're in our inner circle of rich assholes. Now you're part of the squad. But she was already part of the rich assholes because they gave her a party. That's, they said, welcome. She kept saying it. And, and that's what I wanted to get back to. I wanted to set up this table because the one who is having the coming out party is this uh, Taylor... Uh, Scout Taylor... Tom- yes. Uh, Com- Compton? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Scout. Yeah, Scouts. Um, she She's the one that's having a coming out party. And the, the, the brother and sister are hosting the party. But yeah. there seems to be alter- ulterior motives here. She's setting it up for something else, and they're having it on April Fool's Day. It's kind of, already seems sus. Already, but yeah. The the girl who's getting the coming out party, she seems to be the only nice one of the bunch, which is always kind of the theme of these movies. So you're kind of thinking they're going to set up some prank toward her. But I just real quickly have to introduce the other two characters I was trying to introduce who seem like a husband and wife. I already said that. And you said the ages are weird. One of them you said it was already... Was running for from office. Yeah, the the guy that was married is running for office, and his wife apparently has just won some beauty contest. No, she is the she is the reigning queen of corn or whatever. She won. I think she won the wherever they are. Corn, the Miss corn. whatever. Miss Corn of I, the Carolinas or something. I don't think corn was mentioned, but. <laughs> oh, and congratulations on that whole Miss Carolina thing. What an honor. <laughs> I'll go with it. Let's just go with it. Did I just make up corn? Yes. I think you did because I think she actually won that state. The Miss whatever. Oh, and car- they said, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, right. congratulations on winning that. I didn't know that people your age could actually run for that. Oh, you know, I didn't even realize they let married ladies compete. Well, we had just gotten engaged, so I was still eligible. Oh. Because her husband is the politician yeah i feel like she said something about coming from this state of corn or something they asked her where she's from i don't know whatever okay oh, you could be right i'm not I'll making shit up about corn it. okay i'm not just pulling that so, right out of my ear the, oh. oh my the god i heard it we all heard it with our ears <laughs> i'm gonna see myself out i'll come back later getting back to it they're, they're, so that they're having this party for her and they toast her for some reason, this group of six are the ones toasting her coming out party. And you think they're the main cast and they're the only ones going to be at this party? But then there's like entire shitload of people show up at this party. No, no, because Desiree, who's the lead um, the lead girl, she says, we always do a traditional toast before our guests arrive. But why? Why this core group is what I'm asking. I don't know. Maybe. No, what? What is it about everybody else that's like, fuck off? You're not a part of this. These people don't seem like friends. They don't. And also, like you Especially said. Especially the camera guy. Ken and Barbie are like super duper older than them. They're, they're older married. and they're like government. They're like, he's they're, a he's politician. Like a political official These or other something. two just seem like rich assholes that have no jobs. Yeah. And she now she's like involved in like beauty pageants, this older lady. I, well, I she just won that contest, yeah. and now she's just like that. 
And then the brother, he, what the hell does he do but just drive around in his Ferrari? He just day. sexes up everybody. Yeah, he. All the girls seem to want him. He's like the most eligible bachelor, obviously. He is he's rich and whatever. the absolute worst. And this actor does not know if he has an accent or not. He just cannot stop doing an accent by accident. I feel like everyone in this movie has an accent, but then it, they don't. It, I wouldn't worry about it. I'm sure it's somebody trying to screw with me. And will be available in stores across the nation on July 8th. Actually, the media misconstrued Listen, that. here's what I... A lot of them, a couple of them might have had it once and then it went away. Yeah. Well, okay. So... Back to the party the shows up. It turns out there's supposed to be one more person that was supposed to be at this table of six. And her name was great. What is, you kept saying, oh my god, this name. What's her name? Milan. It's so nice to see you. Um, her name was Milan. Milan. Milan Hastings. Milan Hastings is another one of the guests that's supposed to be at this toast. But again, this actress shows up. And if... If you couldn't already gather that these people are very sus in acting, this actress, wow. Oh, wow. Because it's bad. She when It's like they told her, your motivation is to do this one face. Okay, so, and, and then she just doubles down on it. She, like, goes hardcore on these uh, expressions. So she shows up, and she has to be judgmental while also telling everybody that she is having a very fulfilling life uh taking care of the mentally challenged yes and she won't stop telling everybody about it about all the charity work that she, she does, does so much charity work you know it's so fulfilling you have to be you know you have to tell everybody that you do nice things for people yes yeah. so but she's know. telling that she's saying this in the fakest way possible but we did miss having you here for the pre-party toast well, I've been working so much with my charities, I haven't had time for as much socializing or traditions. Admirable. They're so adorable. You know, helping others is incredibly rewarding. Yeah. So you can't tell if you're supposed to root for this character or not. Well, I didn't root for her for minute she, one. He seems already like another asshole. Yeah. I mean, they go, why weren't you here for the toast? And she says, well, so much charity work. It's so fulfilling. What I'm doing is just amazing. Of course, to also double down on the characters being force-fed, being their who they are, their personalities are so on their like a sleeve. The the actress who is throwing the party, she says, "Oh, you take care of retards." I could not believe. I'm like, what? The <laughs> it's fuck? like Jesus. Like right off the bat, right off. The bat. You're like, holy shit. All right. So we get it. They're all scumbags. Like, I, I just can't tell if I'm supposed to like anybody so far. Retarded. Developmentally disabled children. Yes. Maybe the camera guy. Maybe the girl who's getting the, uh, the party. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me the honor of presenting at her official debut, Miss Torrance Caldwell. She will be escorted by her father, Mr. Lawrence Caldwell III. Who knows? She she goes from person to person in the, the main core cast while this is a big party going on. And we're kind of introduced to only like maybe two more characters. Everybody else is just like background filler. Yeah. There's like a, a guy who's dancing with his shirt off. He's shown in every shot, but we don't know him. We don't meet him. There. There is one character who walks around with a dog 
who is acting like a Southern gentleman, who also really wants you to know that he's a gay man. Oh, yeah. So he, it was like, let's play the game. Like, how many shades of gay can we be? I was like, okay, we get it, man. And he's a famous gossip columnist. Yes, but he was so extra. I was like, it's it's this is just everything in this is is like, are you guys trying to make yourselves look terrible? It's kind of like they just want you to know this is who they are. They can't have personalities beyond what we wrote. Yes, it's like I, I do charity work, and I want you to know just how much. I, I told, it's so fulfilling. I, I, so it's fulfilling. so fulfilling, and I'm such a good person. And I need you to know just how much. And yeah. this one, I'm a gossip columnist, but I'm totally gay, and I need you to know it. And by and the way, then, I can't swim. And I can't swim. And then this one is, I'm totally the leader of the pack, and everybody loves me, and I'm the best, and I need you to know it. Yeah. It's like um, I, ah. I'm a womanizer. I'm going to walk around this party yeah. and be a womanizer, and girls are going to like it for some reason. Um, I, I'm throwing the party because I'm obviously setting up a trick for April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting the party, and I just am so happy to be here. So Everything the, was just a trope, and it was like so, like, okay. yeah. Oh, I'm the senator, and I'm yeah. a, I'm self-absorbed. Yeah. Oh, I'm a I'm I'm a queen. I'm a, a pageant winner, and I'm the the wife of a senator. Or future senator. Future, I can't even we tell. We don't even know what office he's and running that, that's for. That's it. That's who these characters are. There's nothing else there. It's very They're just, just these characters. Yeah. So Milan walks around to each one of these characters to basically set up a little bit more of what they're calling character design. But it's not. It, it's it's not. just Milan walks over and goes, I do charity work. And the other person says something douchey about themselves. Usually like, oh, I'm running for senator. Oh, I'm a pageant winner. Oh, I'm happy to have this, uh, to win this thing, um, to be invited to this party and be invited into your group. And she's like, well, I'm going to give you a warning. Be careful around these people. Now, she doesn't seem like a kind of person to say that because she herself seems like an asshole. Okay, but here's so, the thing. This is another situation where, like, like I'll never get over the, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt being at the party and can't hardly wait. And she walks in like that. I forgot to talk she about that. She walks in. With a freeze. With, like, Yes. And she stops and does a little stance, and everybody in the background yes. staring at her like, holy shit, I've never seen somebody walk in before. Yes, and it's like she really doesn't want to be there because she really doesn't like these people, but she stays. Yeah. And it's the same thing like Jennifer Love Hewitt in, the, in Can't Hardly Wait. But Can't Hardly Wait is mocking it. Yeah. Can't Hardly Wait is kind of, it knows what it's doing, and it's joking about it. They even have the, the screen freezes, and it actually tells you, this is the prettiest girl in school, or this is the girl that everybody likes. You know, they make those making those jokes on purpose. They know what they're doing. Yeah. But this movie doesn't know that these are all cliches. And if they do, none of those jokes are landing. That's true. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Storm Capital. I'm telling you, our house always sounds like there's a storm right above yeah. our heads. It's, it's crazy. It's perfect for the. For the um the tone of our podcast. Yes. If anybody can hear it, who knows? I know. Uh, maybe they can't hear it. But yeah, so this broad walks in and she's just like all hoity-toity around. And she's yeah. like, I'm so special. I do charity work and blah, blah, blah. Automatically. Okay. <clears throat> I will tell you the truth. I don't like any of these motherfuckers. I don't like any single one of them. There's not one that's likable. You said the camera guy. I'm saying that if there is one you have to gravitate toward, it's him and the girl who's having the party thrown for her. Yeah, uh, yes. Those are the only two that seem a little more human than the rest. But I have to point out the last stop is the camera guy with this Milan character. Uh, um, He is extremely excited to see her. Mm -hmm. And it is, 
again, his character, unfortunately, beyond I'm a camera guy who's poor and I have to work really hard for a living and these assholes treat me like shit. His character is I'm obsessed with Milan. He's like you said, can't hardly wait. So now we got the guy who's like can't get enough of oh, this woman. Like in Love Actually. It's almost like a stalker. When character. he's only filming Kira Knightley. Yes. I mean yeah so this character goes over to her and now we get another double dose of how we can't like milan either because she's like oh uh, how's film school going and he's like well and he's about to answer but then she sees the douchebag brother character the guy who is the womanizer and she gives i want to fuck him face Mm -hmm. from across the room ignoring the camera guy completely and the actress, like I said, doubles down on her expression. It's mm-hmm. just like, ooh, ooh, you know, <laughs> right off the bat. And she's twirling <laughs> the hair behind her ear. It's terrible. <laughs> and, of course, when she's watching him in, like, oh, awe, God. he's got, like, two women on him. Yeah. And so... he keeps they keep showing him with a woman, a different girl, and saying something terrible about her. But, like, having, like, a flirtation. And then every scene is another woman on him. And then they do oh, now there's two. Now there's three. Yep. And now this girl is in love with him. And, of course, that hurts the camera guy's feelings because she basically just walks away from him to go yeah. talk to him. And then while they're talking, um, the camera guy, whose name is Ryan, he's, well, not Giovanni Rubisi, he's filming them while they're talking from, like, across the patio. Yeah. And... Like, you could tell he's, like, all upset, you know, he's he likes her, whatever. And then, guess guess where this leads? Well, the sister, and there's a scene where the sister and the brother talk, and he's like, "You, oh, well, you've wrote me into your crazy shenanigan shit. You know, like, you're making me do this thing, and whatever. Milan has been asking for it for a long time, anyways, from me. Yeah, you, you know? could tell right and, off the bat that Desiree is, like, super duper, like, some uh, reason jealous, jealous of, her? of Milan. Yeah, I don't know why. She just mocked her from helping mentally challenge people. Yeah, and I don't even, know what like, she's jealous about. Her brother's like, "Oh, jealousy is not a good color on you, Desiree." Yeah, you would think <laughs> that this is cruel intentions. Like these brother and sister have yeah. some kind of romantic relationship because they seem, yeah, they seem like it, they don't seem like brother and sister at all. No, not no. at all. And not at all. and so obviously now we find out that the. April Fool's Day joke is really going to be on Milan and not the girl who's getting the party. So why are you doing it at her party? Why set all this up just to have that happen? It's beyond me. And then I don't do really something it. terrible. It's like, why would you give her a coming out party and invite her to your, you know, elite group of douchebags and then fuck it all up by doing something mean to someone? So they wanted to... So Well, you would think that the April Fool's Day joke was going to be on the girl they were throwing the party for. Yeah, well, that would have been way, way worse, but it doesn't matter. Well, usually situation. that's how it happens in these movies. But yeah, yeah the, it's the opposite here. And the, the April Fool's Day joke apparently is to roofie Milan, get her upstairs, and let her brother have sex with her. Yes, but he wasn't going through with it. They were just... He they, wasn't? I mean, I don't think so. I, I think he was. For some reason, he goes... There's a really funny moment. They She drops, she goes, ooh, I'm a little out of it. And then she goes, oh, my dress is off. And then she right. go on the bed. But then he just goes... I'll be right back and goes to the bathroom. Usually it's the other way around. Usually the woman goes to the bathroom first or whatever. 
this guy goes to the bathroom for something. Yeah, and then he comes back, and then um, Desiree, the sister, has the video camera. They stole that kid's video camera, and they all ran to the door to videotape it. Yes, they were going to ruin her somehow. Like, oh, you know, she's a little goody two-shoes. Let's throw this up on the interwebs and embarrass her. So she's, like, half naked, and she's, like, on the bed with him. And someone, one of the, the gang comes, I think it was Ryan. He's like, what are you guys doing with my camera? Yeah. And he tries to put a stop to whatever's happening, but they're not, all at the not door. Not really. They're all at the door. He, you think that he's going to stop it, but he stands there and watches as well. Well, I think he watched because he was like, "Oh no, yeah. that's the girl oh, I like." Oh no. no. So, and of course, at that moment, she's so out of it. She's like, "I don't think we can do this." But she tries to stand up, and she is really messed up. Something's the matter with her, and they bust in to laugh at her in her underwear with the video camera. Yeah, and like she's so, I feel bad because not only did they freaking drug her, but maybe the brother was going to get rapey. I mean, obviously he was. I thought that's where they were going, I but mean, then they busted in and laughed at her. I mean, maybe they, they planned it so that they would break it up before anything happened, but he seemed like he was all in for this, you yeah. know, roofie rape or whatever. And remember, there's a giant party going on. So many people are outside partying in, all over the house, and nobody also is upstairs with them. It's only our core group. Yeah, it's nobody like else the, heard anything. No people. maids. Yeah. No butler. Nope. No, no other people are trying to have sex. They they seem like they're all trying to have sex outside in the pool, but yeah. no one's upstairs. Even the gossip columnist seems to have come upstairs. I, I don't even. I know. So like then you know they bust in the door and like this poor girl is like half naked, so she like tries to cover up and then she gets so dizzy from the roofies that she literally falls over. There's a balcony in the room. And she falls over the balcony and crashes into the table below and dies. I, and I think that before she actually fell, she actually started overdosing because yeah. she was starting to foam or twitch. She was having some kind of allergic yeah. reaction to yeah. the, the drugs. We have to talk about her fall because it's epic. There's like a table of champagne bottles. Oh my God. And she terrible. falls. It, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it looked good. I don't. It really, it really did. did. It's probably the best part of the whole movie. Yeah. She falls face first in these bottles. Like, I mean, it just looks like who. However, they did it. This thing's dead. It like, looked like it was total. Yeah. It was and, crazy. Uh, it was. It looked like it hurt. Yeah, she did. So she's dead, and then the debutante girl. She wasn't upstairs. She's the one character not upstairs. Yeah, she was outside with her party guests, and she. Is the one that found, finds her. Finds her and runs in. And then, like, she, you could tell, like, she's genuinely upset and, yeah. like, crying and screaming. And, you know, and she's trying to help her and everything. And then the... She says, what did you do? Yeah, and the of elite course, assholes are standing there looking over the balcony like, uh-huh, yeah, we did it. They're in a... And, a, and uh, the guy is still shirtless. And, they, and it's not a, like, oh, my God. It's more like, ugh. Yeah, like, nobody oh, is, like, okay, so all five of those people that were upstairs during this, you know, moment, they don't even, like, shed a tear or get emotional. They literally are stone-faced, like, just looking. Like, you know, I just saw, you know, oh, look at that. I saw a horsey run by. Like, that, it's, like, nothing to them. And I was like, oh, my God, so this is going to be one of those things where I thought, I'm going to, can I just tell you what I thought was happening in this movie at this point? Sure. I thought there were trying to punk the girl, the main girl, Desiree, because she's always trying to, um, you know, make everybody, like, you know, prank everyone on on uh, April Fool's Day. So I thought they were trying to do something with her, but that was not a, a prank. She clearly fell and, and is dead. Yeah. 
So I was like, oh, shit, what's going to happen here? This is nothing like the original movie at all yeah. already. I mean, we're 15 minutes in, and I'm like, this is not a remake. I was telling you. I'm like, this yeah, is not a remake. Yeah, really odd. And th- to, to make this movie even feel cheaper or really low budget or whatever, the next shot is of um, a courtroom scene, but there's no one in the courtroom except the person on trial, apparently. Which is, no, it's the brother yeah, and the okay. sister. And they're the ones they're kind of like on, and their lawyer. Uh-huh. And maybe one person in the room and the judge. That's we it. don't even see the jury. Yeah. We don't see anything. And he kind of says that, I, I think he just gets like community service. I don't think he gets anything. They, I don't what they really do know is how they, to get out of it. They transfer because he's a menace and he's been known to cause a lot of shenanigans, the brother. Yeah. They transfer the family trust to Desiree, the sister. And I was like, okay, this is a major plot point. Well, obviously. This is going to be like, you know, this is going to cause things to come back and the brother's probably involved in this and whatever. It's going to be Well, right there like I was that. like, oh, I think we can tell what's happening now because uh, she was put in charge of the trust fund because she was she, he, he had to be put in charge of it last time. And, and of course, there was one scene that they were talking about how she wanted a new car, and he was like, "You don't need a new Mercedes every week." Yeah, so maybe she's like spend happy, and, she's and like, she just wanted yeah, to use doesn't all understand the money. how to use money, and so he's in charge of it. Although he doesn't seem like it either. But yeah, it was signed over, and right there, I'm like, "Oh, obviously, we kind of know where we're going to go with this plot now from that." But I just need to talk about the news. So we get a great, cheap, low budget news conversation where a really funny news anchor is uh, kind of interviewing the lawyer i believe and oh no it's like some other person like a journalist or something No, it's the gossip columnist that no but he comes on second there's another guy and she just keeps making puns to him yeah she's like this was a coming out in party this was a coming out party not a going out party yeah yeah On today's edition of Susan Moyer, we are headed to the South, where an April Fool's Day prank turns tragic. Now, this case has been dragging on for months. And joining us now via satellite is WDZB of the Carolinas reporter, Seton Motley. Seton? Hey, Susan. Hello, Seton. So this started as just your run-of-the-mill debutante ball, is that right? Well, no, not exactly. It was hosted by the city's elite Cartier family. Oh, the Kennedys of the Carolinas, right? Yeah. But someone died died at a ball this is supposed to celebrate someone coming out not going out hey first of all what journalist on the news on live air says something like that it, it was so comical i it looked like a like an snl skit you know like it rachel dratch so was like doing cheap and know, the guy's just like well there's no comment on that oh that well that's that's true and well you know allegedly there's a lot of women coming for it well you know you know you know and they could be writing they... this uh, advantage. And that's true <laughs> and then let's also talk to the gossip columnist who wrote a book in only a couple days and oh my his God. book is called what his book is called uh my book is titled lifestyles of the rich and deadly and will be available in stores across the nation on July 8th. But they're not even like celebrities. They're just rich assholes. Yeah. So it makes no sense whatsoever. And then they keep referencing how they all know them. Like they're huge celebrities. And they all just seem like normal teenagers with a couple bucks. Yeah. And there's nothing special about these kids at all. Or I don't want to say kids because I don't even know how old they are. They, but They seem like they're very young. Except for the apparent senator and his wife. I, I don't know what the hell's going on yeah, there. Yeah. Those two don't fit in so, at all. Yeah. 
I want to be a bartender like the Jerry Maguire in the cocktail. And then it's going to be like, I'm on a beach and I'm doing pain. We jump forward a year, and now we're in 2008, the same year this movie's released, and it's April Fool's Day. I have... Can we just skip to the end? <laughs> well, we're getting there already because this movie, there's nothing <laughs> much like that happens the shortest here. podcast because literally there's nothing in this movie that is worthy of discussing. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we skip. He, that's basically the sentence he was slapped in and he just can't get, you know, although he's an asshole, he, it seems to have bothered him that he did this. This what, guy, the, that, that he accidentally killed this girl. Okay, so he doesn't seem like he really cares, but brother, he seems no. like he is broken up. I mean, I think it's more about how women won't sleep with him now. Well, he could, although they do. They could. That's the first scene is a girl's like, you know what? You know, uh, this happens to a lot of guys. Yeah. So he's under some pressure. I got a lot on my mind these yeah, days. You know, but so, but here's the thing, though. So he does feel like. I mean, he comes off a little bit like he has remorse because it's a year it, later and the girl did die. Yeah. Um, but the tone of the movie changed after that news report because it was so comical. I was like, this is a joke, right? Like the news report is it insane. Was so ridiculous. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the whole entire tone of the movie is like changed, but then they play that days of our lives music again yeah, and again and again. It. And so, so a year later, they, the gang has to, they all get letters. Well, yeah, I think the Muffy character, what was it? What's her name in this? Desiree. Desiree. <laughs> she gets the letter first and we see that she's in, she is uh, invited to her, the graveyard to the tombstone of the dead girl from the you know, opening. And everybody, she goes and runs to tell her brother who also has one on his door. Yeah, so the 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 main six people all get this letter, yeah, they and all they meet all up. meet up at the gravesite of Milan Hastings. I can't get over it. So, Milan. So yeah, so they they meet at her gravesite, and then there's a freaking courier delivers a package there yeah, to them. This is a, this is a thing in movies that I always laugh at. I'm like, who's who's this male guy that trusts that <laughs> that he's getting a delivery notification to a tombstone? Oh, like, oh, you're visiting your dead loved this one? Here's a seven. pizza. In seven, where the guy's like, oh, go out in the middle of the crop field, in the middle of, like, a electric, like, a, you know, those the telephone poles? Yeah. Go out all the way out to that field. There's going to be two guys in the middle of nowhere. Deliver them a box. Yeah. And the box is a little sauce. It's got a smell in seven. But he does it. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Who are these guys that are getting these delivery notices? But I guess... uh there's food orders now being sent everywhere. So, you know, these days. So, uh, I, mean, yeah, I guess door it's dash. possible you can door dash a, <laughs> a head or a package to a tombstone. And I guess I'm going to try. We're going to try. One I day mean, we got to go. Yeah, hey, no. I'm, in the, I'm on a park bench. Can we get order some food to it? Um, See if someone shows disclaimer, up. we are not going to do that. <laughs> Just one day I'm going to go. I want a milkshake delivered to this park bench. These are jokes. But anyway, so, okay. The, the guy delivers a package to them. And he, it, they open it up, and it's a freaking letter from yeah, Milan. I love that he goes. Eh, well, you guys are, are you guys waiting on a package? Yeah, we're just standing here it's by like a mourners. tombstone. Yeah, there's a couple of mourners at a tombstone. Yeah, you guys waiting for a package by any chance? Yeah, I got your uh, new phone charger here. Yeah. Who wants to sign for? <laughs> Did anyone order a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? So I'm like. What? So the whole group is like, uh, of course, you know, there's only two people at the tombstone first. It's the uh, the the actress girl. It turns out she's an actress now. Uh, it, the the one that was having the party the thrown debutante. for her. The, the, yeah. uh, she she's at the tombstone, and she the first person there is the camera guy who's very upset because he had loved her. 
And yeah, but you know, I gotta tell you, going back to that scene where she crashed in that table, he didn't really feel anything no, he, at all. Even when he was like, she was getting like almost raped. Yeah, he didn't even bat an eyelash. He didn't really make anything. Like, I would have kicked down the door. See, seriously, any any real man that saw that and people filming it, they oh. would have been like, "You're gonna rape this girl? Get the fuck off of her! Yeah. Like, help her!" You know? I mean. It's just absurd. I did not feel any remorse or sadness for anybody in this movie at all. I thought they were all the worst of the worst. Um, so yeah. they all meet and there. A, and they all react like you would think they would react. But they're told, by the way, the package says, um, I I have, um, oh, I know what it was. I think it was like a, a, a like a video footage of, on a phone or something. Yeah, but it's a letter it also says, from Milan. It says, like, yeah, it's from Milan. And she says that I know one of you killed me. Yeah, and if you confess, if you come forward and confess right now, um, you know. Yeah, by by the end of today, you're all going to be murdered. Yeah, if you don't during confess. the day, and if any of you go to the cops, it'll happen quicker. I, it's really weird. It was a silly it, it's letter. Like you're all going to die, and uh, to prove it, we actually have got a scene of the the guy who wrote the book. Um, Apparently, he's in his house, and it sounds like his dog gets thrown in the pool, which he instantly jumps in to save the dog, but he can't swim. So he drowns. So he drowns. And that's the video that they received, so that their friend or the person that they know is dead, not their friend. He's a yeah. gossip rag person, and he's a bad person. So but... he, And they, show, they see the footage of this guy drowning. And so they're like, oh, that's how you know it's real. Confess. Or you're all going to die by the end of today. So uh, one by one, you all die. And they're like, eh, eh, this can't be true. Let's go to that guy's house. And so they all run over to that guy's house. Well, some of them do. The uh, senator guy goes, I'm, I'm in office. I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of this shit again. And his wife was like, yeah, we're out. I have to go do a, a beauty pageant. So they leave. But the others all run over to that guy's house and they find his dead body floating on a floaty in the in the uh, pool. Now he looks like a gray corpse. I mean, he the, he, the camera say, guy jumps in, falls, say, the body falls on top of him. Why? Okay, to say gray corpse, I mean, it, it he looks like a zombie from like Night of the Living Dead, like the original in nineteen sixties, like. It was a bit extra with the makeup. Yeah. And so the funny thing about this is is that there was literally no reason for not Gianna, Giovanni Rubisi to touch him in any way. Yeah. Because if he, he if he had to save him, I get it, but he's already dead. He's sitting on a floaty. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Why are yeah, you going like, to shake him? He's he like obviously falls dead. in. It falls on top of him. It's really stupid. It was stupid. so comical. It, they, uh, they freak out and decide, well, we have to do... We have to do something. Basically, should we call the cops? They're like, no, if we call the cops, I'm going to go to jail. They already are looking at me for uh, what happened to her in the first place. And they're all kind of fighting about it. And uh, the, I think the sister doesn't say anything. But the others are all kind of like talking about it. Yeah. So they finally decide we won't call the cops. We'll just leave and let it all sort out. Or I'll make a phone call from another location and I'll tell them the corpse is here. Right. And uh, this way no one knows to look at us. And they drive to a weird part of town to go do that. The sister and the brother. While the other two split up. The actress is like, I have to go to work. And the camera guy is like, I have to go film that beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. So, so one by one, like, you know, the husband and wife, he gets hit by a car. 
Oh, well, I mean, yeah, that's totally out of order. I mean, uh, yeah, we see that the actress is on a set. Yeah, she's... We, the, actually, the beauty pageant girl is like a bitch, and she uh, is handing the crown over to the next beauty pageant. Who's <laughs> like 30 years younger than her. <laughs> yes, and they're all like, and she's and she trips one of them. It's really, it's funny. It's so kind of mean. It's, uh, she's the next one to die. She, it's so stupid what happens, too. She gets a, someone delivers flowers to her. I need you to explain the scene yeah, to me. So she gets a whole vase of pink roses delivered to her. And the moment, the, the one, and of course the sister runs there because she found the body. And she's like, well, I got to go warn them. So she runs to warn I think her name is actually Barbie. It's Barbie, yeah. Yeah, the beauty pageant winner is Barbie. And she goes in to tell her, and she's in a, a room with a light flickering. So she's like, you already know, oh, something's going to happen with electricity. Of here. course. So uh, the woman comes in there with the flowers for her, and she's like, who's it from? And then the sister doesn't even let her read the card. She like rips it from her. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know who it's from. And then she goes, well, let me look at it more. So she picks up the flowers, and the entire vase bottom falls out. Now, I don't know how the woman even brought the roses in there with because her bottom out the like woman that. held the roses at the top of the of the vase yeah. and handed them to her. And so out of nowhere, the bottom falls, falls out, out, and the water spills on a goddamn curling iron. It, 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 it spills all <laughs> over the, of the floor, and the other sister goes and leaves to go look at the electrical box. For her, yeah. I don't even know why, because they're supposed to be working in the electrical box. And she's like, oh, and she puts down her curling iron when she leaves the room. But the best scene is that the sister goes upstairs to look at the electrical box, and no, there's a she, gentleman working on it. She went to get a, a towel. There was towels up there. There was a towel next to the electrical box upstairs? Yes, that's where she grabbed okay, the towel. Okay, that seems stupider. Okay. So <laughs> she goes, but the best thing that made me laugh my ass off, maybe a little less than the Pampers ad, but still up there <laughs> is that this guy looking at the electrical box, he is in the dark with only his eyes lit. Like, oh my God, yes. Like, perfect. Yeah. Wow, it's like Bella Lugosi and yeah, Dracula. And he just turns and stares at yeah. her. They stare at each other for a <laughs> minute or two. And she goes, uh, okay. And she kind of like leaves. And the, the lingering shot on his eyes, like, it was mm. the creepiest scene. Like, I expected something to happen. You think like, something's going to happen, no, but he flips nothing. the switch, and the girl put the curling iron in the water, and it electrocutes her. Well, the curling iron was plugged in to the power strip. That doesn't work strip, like that. And the water was all over the floor. That's another movie cliche that's insane. So she grabs the curling iron, but why? And there's not even enough electricity in that damn thing to do that. Yeah. Her hair was already done. It's so It's so insane. <laughs> And the, of course, the sister comes in and sees her dead body and freaks out and goes to run out to tell the camera guy and her brother. But when they come back, the body's missing. Oh, so that at that point, I was like, oh, fuck this movie. Yeah, I know now, what they're now doing. Now they're doing the April Fool's Day movie. This yes. is the remake part of it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So that starts coming in and I'm like, oh, okay. And so we can already tell what's going on. And like you already jumped a little bit of the gun. But yes, the... Uh, each of them starts slowly dying. So we actually see that Barbie's dead. So they go to run to tell the husband. And the husband is in his office talking to a picture of himself on his laptop. Oh, he's giving himself a pep talk. He's giving himself. (laughs) And his pep talk is in the lines of, I can do anything. I can even be God. Yeah, I'm awesome. I'm amazing. And the guy comes in and tells him, you're losing in the polls. And he's like, okay, that's nice. Get out of here. You're doing a great job. 
Peter Welling for Senate. Peter Welling for President. I could be an astronaut if I want to be. Be a race car driver. Yeah. Uh, come in. That, that's far enough right there. What you got? Just the new poll numbers. And how are they? Not so hot. That's, that's fine. Stuart, don't, you don't have to come any closer. Thought after that pro-life rally, I'd be on top. That's... Peter, it's April 1st. We talked about the fact that this one-year anniversary would haunt us. No, I just didn't realize. Oh, look, it's okay. We'll just do a little spin control. You know, we'll do a few more visits, some town hall meetings. Hey, there's that new uh, pediatric wing that's opening up this week. No, that's, no, that's fine. I'm not going to do that. I don't, I don't like the smell of those. What, hospitals? No, the babies. I don't like, I don't, uh, they got the little hands and the faces. Peter. Yeah. You're gonna have to do something, okay? It's your first campaign. If you don't come out on top, I mean, it's gonna set you back for years. Hey, Stuart, you know, it's gonna be okay. I'm kind of in the middle of something right now, so. Okay. You're doing a heck of a job. I could be whatever I wanna be. I could be God. Anyways, I can do anything. I'm a god. What? what? You're <laughs> the losing best, the polls. But the best part is that the, the whole gang comes over to tell him that his their, his wife is dead. Yeah. But they don't even tell him that his they wife is dead. They don't tell him that. And all and actually because they can't find him. Because he actually leaves the office between, before they get there. And by the way, the brother actually takes the dog from the dead guy at the pool. And he's carrying the dog around half the movie. And it, the dog pisses all over his sign. And the, the sister, of course, is the only one that could find the, the husband because he has left to go to his car. In midday at work, he leaves his job and just goes in the garage. And the sister follows him, and he is hit by his car. His, it's his not his car, his campaign his car. They campaign call it something else. Van. I forgot what they call it. They kept saying it. It was like, his. it had his face on it. It was so goofy. It was a campaign van. Yeah, and, and of course. hit by that. There, the the, no, we got to talk about the filming here. It's okay. so fucking bad. He actually is supposed to be running in front of his car. And in front of this truck that's following him. But... They didn't understand how bad force perspective can't work unless you do it properly. So he is actually running clearly on the side of the truck. <laughs> so he's supposed to be running in front of it, and they were supposed to shoot it in a certain angle where you can see that they're not. But the problem is that Jeep, that the truck was too close to the actor, so you could keep seeing his feet going inside of yeah. the truck. Oh my god! So you, oh, it's okay. like holy shit, guys! You couldn't figure this out. Like you can't even tell to do this again. So, anyways, the only way we know that he is hit by a car is his paperwork goes flying all over the place. <laughs> no, you're running from you're running from a van. Someone's trying to kill you. Yeah. But you better hold on to that paperwork. <laughs> yes. And throw it up in the air so we know that you're dead. Wait, do your <laughs> And there actually someone actually did that in this movie, but I don't remember where it was. Someone actually made that voice. I think it was him when he was running. He was like, I think so too. <laughs> I think he I yeah. think it was him. Um and now she doesn't go check on the body. She doesn't go check if he's okay. No, she's she jumps in a car. car and follows the truck. And she actually is able to pull up at it at a light. And it is clearly a person wearing a wig, but she thinks it's Milan. And she's like, oh my God, it's Milan. And she's all back from the dead. Yeah, I mean, it could not get more ridiculous at this point. And it was, it was so comical 
that this could only be a made-for-TV movie, and it and it is, but yeah. it was just so. I can't. Is silly. it made for TV or was it made just for like on demand? It was straight to. It's got to be on VOD. Yeah, it can't be yeah. a TV channel. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. There's no boobs or anything in it. it. It has to be made just for VOD. Like this would have been one of those asylum films you would have found on the shelf at a blockbuster, and you would have rented it just because. But now we don't have that shit. People have to find this thing in the bottom of the barrel stuff. So this is definitely hidden on Prime and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, she she actually gets a call from her brother. Like, where are you? And he's like, where are you? Um, I, I You left me here. And you can tell that this, you know, it's obvious they're setting up the characters as being like somewhere else at the yeah, moment that like, things are happening. It's like, it's a it's total so game. And like, bad. how does like, how does she not see the, like, she doesn't go over to the bodies and make sure yeah. they're alive or anything. Like, and it only happens when she's there. Which another character points out to, and she goes to tell the actress everything that's happened. And the actress is like, <laughs> later on in the movie, the actress is like, I'm not going near you. The people all die around you. You're the only one who finds the bodies. Yeah, she's like, oh, we need to be together. We need to, you know, there's safety in numbers. And the actress is like, fuck you. I'm not going near you. You're a curse. And they're like, (laughs) and she's, her brother's like, uh, is she coming? No, she doesn't want to come near us. And he's like, well, fuck her. (laughs) And I'm like, good for her, though. Uh, The camera guy. I the they think the camera guy is involved because everything is linking to the camera guy, the director. Apparently, they find out that the package was ordered from him to the graveyard. The uh, they go to his his house and he keeps disappearing. And he the camera work is all from him. Yeah. And so they they hunt him down. They go to his office and they see that he has tons and tons of footage of all of them, especially the main girl. While she's just lounging out in the mm-hmm. sun and all that kind of stuff. It's really creepy. But they hide when he gets there. And yeah. then he is instantly murdered by having his, his throat slashed. Yeah, and they show, like, brief flashes of, like, a, a girl in a wig. You could tell it's a wig. Yeah. And they and they and you could tell, like, it's just so... It's so comical and, and ridiculous that you know they're they're fucking with you. You yeah. know, like it's so obvious and like and the brother is having zero reaction to all of this and he's there. He's holding his sister, and then you see um, Ryan, who's the not Giovanni Rubisi camera guy. He gets his throat slashed in a very, you know, it's like a a quick a, motion yeah. behind a, a curtain. Yes, and so he, he dies in uh, the brother's arms. The brother's freaking out. He already had called the cops, by the way. And the the, the dying guy's last words are, Milan. Milan. <laughs> he did that very well. <laughs> and <laughs> so he's like, oh, my God, it's Milan. She's coming for us. And she's like, oh, my God. And she's like, I mean, she had, she was like crying, like genuine tears. Like she, no, like, yeah. she was upset. And the brother could not have acted worse. Like, he was just so, like, okay, yeah, I know. I'm in on this, and I'm going to act like I'm it's in a, on it. It's, it's very shady. It, it, it's very obvious. Yeah, so he called the cops, and I was thinking, oh, my God, he, like, really called the cops. So maybe there's a different twist going on here. You know? Yeah. Mm. Apparently, the cops are getting a lot of 911, fake 911 calls on April Fool's Day, be, pretending to be him. Yeah. So he actually calls a 911 call the first time, and he says his name, and they're like, yeah, right, and they hang up on him. 
Because apparently, I guess everyone, like you said, everyone in the world knows who this guy everyone is. Everyone knows who he is. He's like, become a le- urban legend to nine one call people. Cartier. Blaine. Yeah. Ooh, I'm Blaine. Blaine Cartier. And so, like, he's like an, uh, a legend oh, on April yes. Fool's Day. I was like, oh, what the f- When did this start, first yeah. of all? And so, then the cops freaking show up to the apartments. They make their, you know, brother and sister, Blaine and Desiree, they make their great escape to get out of there. And I was like, okay, wait, but the cops are really there, so they're going to find the body, and this is going to be a thing. So maybe there's a different thing happening here. No. Yeah, so they get away, and uh, they go back to their house because the actress won't meet up with them, and then the last three left. And so uh, they go back to their place to hide out. And But when they get there, the brother goes missing, and she stumbles upon the dead butler. Yeah, that was a shock. So I was going to say, okay... Now, this butler is either in on some shit, or they killed him because he was just there. Yeah. I don't know. So I, It was well, weird. In a scare, in a scream fashion, he's tied up. She finds the brother is tied up with tape to a, a chair in the middle of the room. And when she goes to try to save him, right from behind, we get the reveal of who the killer is. And the killer is actually... The 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 girl that the debutante the debutante the, the one that and she uh, says that I know uh, you killed Milan and I know all of you did it and I need I needed you to confess uh, to admit what you have done you know you you killed an innocent girl for no reason and all this stuff I don't know whatever and just the villain stuff and she says I don't know what you're talking about I didn't do anything and then she just shoots the brother dead. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." But yeah. I knew that they were faking it, and they were totally faking it because, you know, I, but here's the thing. At that moment when she was saying, "Oh, I know you killed Milan," she was the only one that was genuinely upset about her death. Yeah. And she was screaming and crying and, "Oh my god, Milan, blah blah." You know, she was the only one that really had a soul in that whole entire yeah. party. Oh, yeah, that's why so, you already know it's happening. I was like, here. "Oh, wow, so she's she's getting her revenge on this bitch who totally roofied this girl so she can put her on well, youtube and make fun of her yeah apparently yeah that's what the whole entire but thing this was. is my favorite bit so she she goes and goes well i'm gonna kill you now well if you're not gonna admit it i'm finally gonna put you at it you know i'm gonna kill you she puts the gun to her and that's when uh this uh sister girl she says all of this stuff about each person she says i'm guilty i'm the one that did it all of these people are scumbags you know, yeah. all these people who died today are basically scumbags. And she goes on a rant about each one of them being how bad they all were. Yeah, and then they slowly start walking out from After behind the walls. After she says all of it, that's when everybody walks out and they all start laughing. Yeah, so all of them are alive. Even Barbie, the guy who drowned in the, ca- the, in the pool. The guy who drowned in the pool is alive. I have to question, he had gray makeup on that looked like a corpse, but he fell in the pool. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But then we find out that the girl is an actress and she had her special effects team take care of that. So the cops that came to the building after Ryan got his throat slashed were actors and the special effects team took care of all the blood and effects and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's a bit over the top Even there. the butler's in on it because he says, well, you're kind of a bitch. He said, you're just an over-the-top bitch. Yeah, overprivileged bitch. Overprivileged, and I hate you. And yeah. so he went, He jumped in on that. They're all, like, there to laugh at her. And they, she admits that she killed, she over-roofied Milan so she can get the trust from her brother. Well, that doesn't make any sense because... She was expecting her to overdose. She actually did it. 
I mean, but she said it was an accident. She didn't know she was going to have an adverse reaction to the roofie. However... But how else would she have gotten the trust just because they filmed her roof, him roofing her? Well, I think she was just jealous of that girl. But she then she, she wanted to put her on YouTube or whatever and embarrass her. But then the brother could have just said, you made me do it. So it would have backfired. She would have had to have died for her to get the trust fund put in her name. I mean, it doesn't make any sense that the brother would go along with this. You yeah. know, if it if it happened to be, you know, not in his best interest. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was just going along with his sister's plan. But she ended up, this girl ended up really dying. Yeah. And so it was like pretty much manslaughter. And I think that they, brother and sister, were both uh, responsible for it. Yeah, I don't and, know how she wasn't put up on charges as well. Right. It because the brother, sense. I think the brother's not the kind of person that would take the fall for her, his sister. No, especially yeah. since, you know, he wanted to keep, you know, he wanted to be in charge of the whole trust fund and everything. So he wouldn't do anything that would jeopardize that. And the fact that, you know, the sister was the one holding the video camera. The sister was the one that was, you know, taunting her and saying, I'm going to expose you. You're a whore or whatever. I feel like she had more to gain from it, you know? Yeah. And so the big cat's out of the bag and she's like, you know, confess, confess, or I'm going to shoot you in your head. And she just basically destroyed all of them and said, you know, what pieces of shit they all are. And um, then the actress revealed how she did it, how they, you know, did this big dupe that there's a splatter tube in the in yeah, the, the squibs chest, on the, the guy's squibs chest, yeah. on the guy's chest, and it was all fake and special effects and whatever, blah blah blah. And then she says, even these bullets are fake; they're blanks. And she shoots at her, and she really kills her. She, she shoots blows the her sister in the head, and she perfect per- kills her. Yeah, I was like, oh my god! And gosh. then this that girl that shoots her says, "I didn't know you set this up. You wanted me to kill her." <laughs> and by the way, they even had like the lawyer or the judge or somebody was there it was like a high official and he was like that sounds like enough for me no, and a, then he shoots her and they're like oh no it was the lawyer yeah but the best part about this ending i i can't even get over it okay whether or not you intended to kill her because you thought they were blanks you still pointed a gun at someone and shot them yeah and they the judge let her off they they acquitted her of murder they did well because yeah, she was told that she had a prop gun. Yeah, I, I mean, like that's on that's on trial right now with Alec Baldwin constantly. But yeah, I, it's kind of like that questionable thing. I mean, I mean, she definitely didn't do it on purpose, and she definitely didn't know. No, they just wanted to teach her a lesson, basically. Yeah, and, but she didn't. She didn't know. She just wanted to admit that you killed my friend. Yeah, and then that worked out. But the the, uh, the end twist here is that they're all acquitted. You know, they just wanted her to admit it and everything. They all get off, and the brother's driving away, and he smiles because he planned all of this. Of course, because he killed his sister he, purposely. Yeah, he's diabolical piece of shit. Yeah. But so the only thing that's really like the original 1986 movie is the fact that they all are alive. You know, at the end, um, in 1986 version. Amy Steele is kind well, spoilers of spoilers on that movie. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't seen this? It's a freaking priceless a gem. It's a, it's a, it's a gift from God. This movie, god damn it! And so, yeah, that's a big reveal. They're all alive, and so that's it's it. A oh. Gift from God. It is. God damn it! You leave me alone. I love that. Back off my movie. I love that movie. That movie. But anyway, that's the only similarities. And this movie was basically shot like a after-school special. It's the, very 
shockingly dull. It's boring. And void. You get a movie called The Butcher Brothers directing it, and you get a movie like that, and do you think there's going to be something cool about it? No. Nothing. It's literally so void of anything. Like, there's no likable characters, not even one. Even the debutante who ends up having a soul on all this is is disgusting. They're just all disgusting humans, and I I don't. I wouldn't say that she is. I, I would. I, I mean, she didn't do anything. She's the only human like character in this movie. I mean, that's what I'm saying. She she's the only one with a soul. Yeah, but in so, the end, they all did. They all were involved in this. I'm gonna because teach they you wanted a to. They wanted to catch a woman they knew killed a girl, and and set the brother up. And they're basically saying that they were all hurt by it, like it hurt their careers. Although. The senator went on to be a senator, although they said in April, that, there was a big thing with that. They said, oh, you're losing in the polls because it's April Fool's Day. And that everybody remembers what happened. Yeah. And I, the, the guy who wrote the book got famous off of it. He, he got seemed famous. like a scumbag. Well, to me, he seems just as bad as the girl who did it. Yeah, that's And the true. brother went along with roofing a girl to rape her. Yeah. So he's just as bad. It's the other ones that are like, eh, they're not, they aren't really a part of this. I mean, like, the husband and wife weren't even, Yeah, like, and it involved. doesn't seem like it hurt their lives or careers any. No. Because uh, the other one's acting. They even made a joke. There's a weird part in this movie where you see her, like, working at her job, and they go to see her, the brother and the sister, and he goes, they drive away, and they said, oh, apparently security's really good there, and she's going to be okay because she's got so much security around the set. And he goes, I wonder why. Is there anybody even famous in that movie? <laughs> and I was like, are they making a joke about their own movie yes. here? Like, seriously. I feel like that was like an off-the-cuff kind of yeah, like... I think so, too. You know, wink-wink thing. That's like... why it was odd. It, it, it was stuff like that that was jarring. The the senator actor, he he's terrible. There's a scene, we didn't even talk about it, where he was drunk. And he had to do drunk acting. And oh that was next-level awful. That I was, was just like, yeah. I'm the senator. I'm drunk. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so now that we talked out the movie, and that was very short, I mean, according to, like, our standards, like, we usually do long ones, we talk out the whole thing. This movie, there was really nothing much. I mean, we pretty much covered it all, but it brings us to our segment of why we can't have nice things. So, what I do in that segment is I'll pick a 10-star review on IMDb and then a 1-star review on IMDb. And uh, and see what these people are even watching because they're so over the top. I can't believe you can find a 10, but okay. I can't wait. There were actually three. So this 10 is, the title is, I Bought This Movie. Okay. So I was really surprised to see such a low rating for this. I actually own this movie, and although it's not Oscar worthy, to me, it's one of those B movies that you never get sick of watching. Yes, the acting is a bit silly at times, but the cast of characters and the set are beautifully done. Definitely worth a watch if you're looking to be entertained for 90 minutes. This is a 10 out of 10 review. Yeah, again, this is a, another person who's just like, I like something. It means it's perfect. Yeah. Even if I'm just like, I like it. It's not even that I love it. And that's really why we call this why we can't have nice things, because people can't understand the rating scale. Right. I mean, a 10 is a perfect a ten movie. 10 star of a movie that, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, eh, It can't I be like a 6. It, it can't be a 6. No. It's got to be perfect. Eh, I like it as a 6, okay? Not a 10. Why, Why though? Why Why go out of your way to even put it? I, I it's, just, it's, I just don't know what they're freaking talking about. And then I was going to question, was he rating accidentally the original? 
No, I, I don't think so. I'm just saying, sometimes I can't tell, you well, know. Well, I have here a one-star okay. review, and it's just titled, What? Quite possibly the worst acting from an entire cast I have ever seen. The music is just horrendous and sometimes feels like it should be in a comedy. Characters that you couldn't care less about. I was looking forward to seeing them die. Which, by the way, you don't even see most of the deaths on screen. I've seen soap operas that were more, that were better than this. Just everything that could be bad about a movie exists in this one. Don't waste your time. It is time you will wish you had back. Unless it's something you've just got to see to believe. Total garbage. Even the April Fool's pranks were just dumb and stupid. It's almost as if the writers have never experienced anything in real life, including a newscast. Which, by the way, is probably the funniest thing to watch in this movie. Isn't that- Okay, I was. I, I mean, it, you. That could have been one of us that wrote that. Mm-hmm. I, I nailed a lot of it. There are those problems. Yes. With I mean, and the news report is by far the funniest bit. It is yeah. so unrealistic. It is so weird. It does feel like an SNL skit. It, it does. It, it does. It, the The movie does have such a tonal problem. It is completely void of what it wants to be and that think that's why it makes it such a mess and i do agree this person is right it is a it is almost comedy the music doesn't really fit the movie at all Mm -mm. and it makes it even have more of a tone problem but i will say that one thing i don't agree with in that review is the acting I thought the actors were okay. Now, this is not the worst acting we've ever seen. We've seen some shit. We just watched a movie last night that would make your head spin. Yeah. It it isn't great, though. No, it's not There's a couple sequences. We we didn't mention the the scene where the brother really breaks an accent, and I don't know if the actor has that accent or he was trying to be a southern gentleman. I don't know. It's, It's odd. Yeah, uh, there was a there was a couple of bar- parts like that in this movie that definitely kicked in. I mean, yeah, but this is some not the of the worst actors, acting we've ever seen. Some I of mean, the honestly, there's three of them in particular. I was like, wow, that is very very bad. But you know, the worst. No, I, I I've seen like you said, I've seen worse, but these are not good. Might I but, remind you of? Too bad you will die. But at least that's comical. You know what I mean? People will knock it. Yeah, but it was not but meant it, to be. I don't know what it was meant to be. It wasn't meant to be at I, all. I, we didn't. I don't even know if I mentioned this in that movie, but I think Brian Thompson's acting is worse than that. So everybody's acting in that movie, and we are of course referencing Annihilation. That's Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. But yeah, oh, I, you know, I don't think that these actors are in that level. But they're also not great. And, no, they're but not maybe great. They're, that's the problem. You can't really tell if the director is going for those comic moments, and some of the actors seem like they are. Yeah, see, I, that's, that's the thing. Weird. You can't figure it out. Yeah. So, I mean, all right, what are you going to give this movie? It's definitely not a one. It's not a one. No, I'm going to give it a three. I was going to say three, yeah. I mean, it was competent enough to, you know, be watchable. It's it's perfectly watchable. It's just so dull. And I, this is going to be one of those movies that I'm completely going to forget that I've seen it. <laughs> You know, I already forgot. <laughs> I know we're gonna we're gonna like keep it on. I know you kept jumping around in the plot because I couldn't remember. I like, know. Oh it's yeah, like, that oh, happened. That happened, and that happened. And uh, yeah, this is definitely gonna be a thing that. Oh, thank God we t- we talked about it on the podcast because I won't remember it in a month. But yeah, it, it, it's 
it's so generically dull that uh whatever and i guess that goes to our question is this really a bad movie yes it is a bad movie <laughs> is it the, now the next question is it the worst movie ever made no no uh, not at not at all it's it's just very very basic in a way where it doesn't make it something that you care to watch like it's just yeah. like eh like you you need to have something that is like exciting yeah but here's the thing you know i gotta say i started out wrong anyway because i didn't care to watch this at all because i was like oh this is gonna be a remake of one of i my know favorites. you already went in with that i yeah. was like oh shit on this movie but next week we are doing bucket of blood and so that should be entertaining because that is a remake of the 1959 Dick Miller movie. Dick Miller, yeah. That's yeah, actually a good 1959. movie. 1959. And this movie that we're going to be watching is the remake of that starring... It's another TV movie, though. It is, but it's starring Justine Anthony Bateman? Michael Hall and Justine Bateman. That's an odd cast right there. I'm kind of stoked to see what weirdo stuff that's going to be. Okay, well, that's going to be something. So we're going to watch that next week, and yeah. um, that's going to be interesting. So, yeah... Uh, um. I guess that that calls it quits. I think Joe just called it quits on this episode. I mean, I she have shut to. it down. Uh, not the worst movie I've ever seen, but also let's talk about that because we've uh, well, two things. We uh, started our list uh, of we started on talking trash, ranking our movies. So right now, Mortal Kombat Annihilation has been dead last, the worst <laughs> on our list of movies that we've done on this show. Yeah, uh, we have that at. Number one of the worst movies we've done so far. Since we started the list, by the way. we There's a bunch that we've done before this that we have not made the list. Or something like the appointment might be lower oh, for Joe. But I uh, that movie. So Mortal Kombat Annihilation is dead last. And then next up, I believe we had... I don't even remember. I blanked down on what we just did. Good I mean, Lord. what are we doing? That We're going all the way to... So we're going from one right now. The worst is Annihilation... Um, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's the worst right now on the list. That's the worst. That, we that was seen. our worst. That's our. Yeah. We gave it one star. One hundred. And we followed it up. We both ranked Street Fighter as number two. And then we followed that up with Firestarter, the remake of Firestarter, and Mortal Kombat 2021. That's our ranking so far. So where would you place this movie? I believe we both gave Street Fighter a four. So this is going to be worse? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least I had fun with Street Fighter, you know? I uh, guess Street Fighter is kind of the perfect bad movie. I mean, it is. It really is. I had a good time watching it. It, it was fun. It's it's bad good. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, I definitely think this is better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation, but worse than Street Fighter. Yes. 100%. So yeah, this is our number two right now. Oh good lord! All right, let's 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 hope for the best with Bucket of Blood. Although Anthony Michael Hall, I love you in the '80s. You were a part of the Brat Pack, and you know how much I love the '80s. But I don't know if I have hope for this. Yeah. Well, okay. Now <laughs> this is my other question. We start started up for the month. Um, my question was horror remakes we'd like to see because a lot of people don't really like. Oh, I don't want a remake. So I started asking you last week, what movies would you like to see? have a remake and i think last week you actually picked a movie that it turned out there was one is a remake which we're shocked freaking mind because it's frank stallone and i i asked i don't even know if i looked this up but i wanted to know does jeepers creepers because i said jeepers creepers last week 
Does that have a remake? I feel like it, we just watched the remake, or is that like part there's three? A, there's a movie called Jeepers Creepers Reborn, which is the last one, but I thought that was just another sequel. But then they started all over with that one, so I feel like it's a it's a remake. It does say <sighs> follows those movies. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. Yeah, so you said... Well, uh, I said Mask of the Red Death, but there is one yeah, for so that. Yeah, so it turns out there is one. So we actually picked an accidental remake. Yeah, but I'm scared, though. I don't want to watch that one. Frank Stallone, he's a bad movie all-star. Oh, yeah. And so, but, you know, I we hold Frank Stallone in high regard because he is in in movies that we love that are bad movies. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, what know. do you have a movie that you think that you would like to see? Yeah, I want Troll 2 remade. <laughs> what, specifically Troll 2? Oh, I see. You Oh, okay, okay. Just Well, you know what? You know what? This could happen one day because I believe Bob Odekirk uh, did the a remake of The Room that still hasn't come out yet. I know oh some people God. have seen it already. I wish I have. But uh, he remade the entire movie, so there is a possibility that one day we could get Troll 2 I mean, remade. I feel like I need it. Yeah, I, I think since last week I said Jeepers Creepers, only because I think that it could use a remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies that could use remakes, and I'm going to go with my Puppet Master. There was a remake, kind of remake, with a, um, a Thomas Lennon, and I, I don't know what that movie was. And I'm not going to count it because that movie's like a whole nother thing. But I actually think there could be an entire Blumhouse remake of Puppet Master following the idea that these puppets are the the dead from Nazis and that they could fight back the Nazis, which happens in kind of part three. I think it's a really cool concept and it would be really, really, really cool to see. Yeah, but that would be starting off a whole new thing because aren't That's there a about remake. seven... Yeah, but there's seven Puppet Masters. Oh my there? God, no! There's twelve. There's okay, they oh, no. just got the Are longest running horror series. De- Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys. And there's all a that? whole bunch. I think there's like maybe there's more than twelve. I think there's like thirteen or fourteen at this point. Oh, there's so you're so many. starting a whole. New... I'm talking about remakes, an actual remake. Yeah. But and by the way, when I say remake, I mean like a big budget Blumhouse film in the theater. I don't. I'm, Puppet Master is straight to video trash. I love. I. I, I have a fondness you. for it. I have a fondness for it, but it's always been straight to video. Uh, yeah. And now it's just his streaming service. They just keep releasing these things on. So I would like to see an actual, like like a dirty dozen, but with these puppets killing Nazis. And I'm like, that movie would kick ass. Like we saw Overlord and I think oh, in the theater, yeah. and I think that was a really cool movie. And I would love, and I know people like puppets. I'm not the only one that like these killer puppets. They're awesome. It, we, there's a reason everybody loves Chucky so much. That to have the killer puppet master puppets killing people in a budget movie, I think that that would be really freaking cool and really fun. Yeah. So that's gonna I mean, be in mind. That's the one I've always wanted. I think since I was a kid, I've wanted. This I think movie. that's a good one because that kind of brings me to dolls. You know. You should yeah save it for and next week. If Stuart you want. Gordon's dolls, yeah. I love that movie. But I don't know, like I kind of hold it in high regard too. So I'm like, man, they gonna fuck it up on me because I, I I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's the big concern when you get a remake. You really want to remake something that has possibility for improvement. I mean, I think it does. And, and I think that the one I just mentioned, Def, I think Jeepers Creepers as well. 
it's a concept that's really cool that could be taken to the next level. Yeah, I think so too. Like Jeepers Creepers could be like a, a new Wolfman or something. They could do something really neat with it. Yeah, like the Invisible like, Man did recently. Yeah. Where they remade it and they, what, what if it was like this? Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting way to go with I it. I like that concept. Yeah. And I think they could, yeah, I, I mean the whole like Wolfman thing too. That's, I like that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that would be good. <laughs> yeah, well. So, yeah, that was yours. Uh, next week, we'll, we'll come up with another one. Hopefully, we can come up with something really cool. Um, but, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, to everybody. Uh, hit us up on social media. Joe's at The Crafty Misfit, and I am uh, Just Another Movie Night. And uh, talk to us. Follow us. Bullshit with us. We'd love to hear it. Have a good one, guys. Thank you again. Bye. Hey, if that ends up on the interweb, I will have you raped by a wizard. Yeah, and that is a promise, not a threat. Yeah, what's it worth to you, Peter? Everything you got, Amber. Yeah. Oh.